Hello and welcome to Double Jump. I'm Patrick and I'll be your host for today's episode. Since it's just me today, we'll be keeping things nice and light. I'll be discussing a few games I've been playing and I'll be covering the Nintendo Direct that was streamed late last week. I'd like to start off by discussing Shin Megami Tensei 4. It's a JRPG that was released on the 3DS a few years ago. It's similar to Pokemon, except instead of collecting cute little animals, you're collecting demons. It also takes place in a post-apocalyptic Tokyo. The battle system, which I really enjoy, relies heavily on attacking the weaknesses of your enemies. Attacking the weaknesses of your enemies grants you bonus moves, which ultimately makes battles easier. Like I mentioned earlier, you can collect demons to battle for you. You collect these demons by bribing them with items, money, health, or MP. You can also fuse these demons together to create brand new demons to fight with. Like I also mentioned earlier, the story is pretty dark and grim. You make certain decisions in the game that can alter the game's ending. And there's three of those endings. There is a good, bad, and neutral ending. The story is fairly interesting, but it can get pretty cheesy at times. Boss battles are generally fair, but you'll come across some really harsh and cheap bosses. Uh, I'm on the final boss right now and he's pretty cheap and I have to probably end up grinding quite a bit to raise my player's level and end up beating him. Um, the game is pretty entertaining and I, I recommend it for anyone who enjoys J JRPGs. The second game I've been playing is f quite recent and it's called SteamWorld Heist. It's a game from the creators of SteamWorld Dig and it's a turn-based action strategy shooter. It's similar to XCOM, but with 2D graphics. You play as a robot smuggler, and you can recruit new robots, and the point of the game is to board enemy spaceships, take them down, and loot treasure you find on these ships. Each ship is procedurally generated, so you'll never come across the same level twice. In the battles you fight, you control your robot's aim, so you can ricochet bullets off walls and hit those enemies that are hard to reach. Your robots level up to gain new abilities, and the game also features over a hundred types of weapons and over a hundred hats that you can collect. And to collect these hats, by the way, you have to shoot them off your enemy's head, so things can get pretty funny. The game is out on the 3DS right now, and it runs extremely well. And if you don't have a 3DS, though, it'll be released on other platforms sometime in the future, and that also includes PC and iOS and Android, I believe. Um, the third game I've been playing this week is called Saddam, or Sadame, I'm not too sure. It's a game that's only available on the 3DS eShop, and it's a top-down action RPG. Um, the game has some beautiful 2D sprite work that's incredibly detailed. The biggest issue I have with the game right now is that there's no co-op mode. Um, this kind of game would be a lot of fun to play with friends. It's similar to Diablo in a way. Um, but this issue isn't big enough for to turn me off from it. Um, so to start off, you, when you start a new game, you get to choose between a samurai, a ninja, a monk, or a rogue. You battle demons during Japan's Sengoku period, and these enemies that you fight are like traditional Japanese supernatural monsters. Um, they look really, really wicked in the game. The, the artist for this game really did a good job. Um, and like games like Diablo, you level up, you find a ton of loot, a ton of equipment, 
Um, you'd learn new combos for your characters. You'd learn new powers and new spells. Um, it's, it's a great game to play and it's fairly cheap. You can get it off the eShop for about $15, I believe. Um, that's mostly it for the games I've been playing this week. Um, on to news right now. And, and the biggest news today, uh, which is March 7th, by the way, is that Microsoft closes or has closed Lionhead Studios. Um, for those of you who don't know, Lionhead Studios are mostly known for their Fable franchise. Um, so it isn't surprising that Microsoft has closed them down since they haven't really done anything noteworthy since Fable 3. Um, personally, I enjoyed, well, more than enjoyed, I loved Fable 1. It's, it's a great game. I think it's still a great game. And um, it was released originally in 2004, I believe. Um, it's an action RPG. You could play as a mage, a warrior, a rogue. You, you had quite a bit of freedom um, in the way you played. Um, the gimmick for the game, though, was you could either be good or evil. Um, if you were evil, your character grew horns. Uh, he ended up with red eyes and like flies used to swarm around your character and stuff. It, it was pretty uh, funny to see. Um, if you became a good character, though, he would have a halo and butterflies would fly around you instead of uh, flies and stuff. Um, but after that first Fable game, Fable 2 was alright, but it wasn't better than Fable 1, in my opinion. And Fable 3 was... Um, it was a game that started out promising, but by the end of the game, it, it wasn't that fun anymore and it was pretty boring. Um, so yeah, like I, I'm honestly not surprised that Microsoft ended up closing the studio. So now on to the bigger news, which is the Nintendo Direct. Um, so as usual, the Nintendo Direct had some great news and some not so great news. Um, it was received with mixed emotions like most Directs do. And for me though, like I personally enjoyed most of what Nintendo had to offer in this Direct. Um, but there was one thing I, I really didn't like about it, and I'll be discussing that at the very end of this podcast. Um, I won't, oh, and I won't be discussing everything that went on in the direct. Just the things that I, I particularly enjoyed. So to start off uh, with, Star Fox Zero was shown first, and it was given a release date, which is April twenty second, which isn't too far off from us right now. Um, so the more Nintendo shows this game, the more it seems like it's a reboot of the Nintendo 64 Star Fox, which isn't really a bad thing. And I mean, the Star Fox storyline isn't really that well known, and it's not really why most people play Star Fox. Um, the game will have branching paths, which shouldn't be surprising for most Star Fox fans, but I don't believe Nintendo had mentioned that previously about Star Fox Zero. Um, the game also looks a lot, a lot better than the original footage that Nintendo showed when they first announced this game. So, in general, this game's starting to look really, really nice. Um, another uh, nice piece of news that came out from this uh, Star Fox reveal was that it doesn't seem like you'll be forced to use the gamepad to play the game. Uh, they mentioned that you could play with two players, uh, 
player one would be using the the pro controller to control the ship and player two would be using the gamepad to shoot enemies um but a surprising piece of news that came out of this star fox uh footage from from the direct was a new star fox game uh, not completely new it's more like a, a spin-off it's called star fox guard and it's basically a star tower defense game um it'll be included with star fox zero and you can buy it uh, as a physical copy for 60 bucks or if you just want star fox zero um, that goes for 50 bucks and you can buy star fox guard digitally for 15 dollars on the eShop. Um, star fox guard is going to feature 100 stages and you can also create your own levels which i believe you can share with other people um so that was what nintendo opened up with uh for direct and it was a pretty good opening um the next piece of news that i uh, in, like that i found interesting was that even though nintendo are done releasing new levels for splatoon they're not done updating the game uh, they announced that they'll be releasing releasing an update soon that rebalances some aspects of the game um, some matchmaking aspects and that they'll be um, I believe rebalancing some of the weapons in the game but um, I'm not too sure about that last point um, but more importantly moving on from Splatoon Super Mario Maker is also getting an update which I like I personally really loved this piece of news um, this update will include keys and locked doors so you can put a locked door in your level and hide a key somewhere in it so uh, players will have to look for it you can also um, attach a key to a, like to bowser so um, players will be forced to beat bowser to get the key to unlock the door to finish the level um, other ways to get uh, keys would be to collect these pink coins and once players uh, collect all these coins the key will be re revealed um, other things they're adding to Super Mario Maker is the skewer column from Super Mario World, which, I mean, I can't imagine what some people will be using that for. There's some really, really frustrating levels out there, and I'm sure this is going to make those levels even more frustrating. Um, Nintendo are also adding a Super Export mode, and um, this update's going to be coming out March 9th. Um, next piece of news that, I mean, it wasn't the major part of the Direct, they, they went over it, but it doesn't seem to be receiving a lot of buzz, but I'm personally interested in this game, and it's Tokyo Mirage Sessions FE. It's a really bad name for, a, for an RPG coming out of Atlas. Um, it's a game that merges elements from Fire Emblem and Shin Megami Tensei, and um, they also announced the release date which is June 24th. Um, and a surprising piece of news uh, was a new Paper Mario game. Um, in this game, Paper Mario has a hammer that colors the world, which, um, I mean, it's it's a world that seems to be, um, like, that. that's the gimmick. There's some aspects of this world that, that lacks color, and um, you end up bringing this, uh, world back to life but with your hammer um, the problem with this game from from what I saw in the video was that it resembles 
Paper Mario sticker um, star quite a bit. Um, sticker star was wasn't a great game. It, it became boring really fast because Nintendo stripped a lot of the RPG elements from it. So battles became dull and, and there was really no reason to go into battle because you couldn't even level up your, your character. Um, but, I mean, I'm going to reserve judgment for now until Nintendo releases more information about this game. Um, another big piece of news during this Direct was we're finally getting Super Nintendo games on the 3DS. Um, not all 3DSs will be able to run these games, only the new 3DSs. So if you're, if you're still using an old 3DS, you're, you're out of luck. I mean, it's, it's pretty crap crappy for them to do that but i mean i'm sure they have their reasons um so for now super mario world f-zero and pilot wings are available now um donkey kong country earthbound and super mario kart are going to be out march 24th and finally the legend of zelda link to the past super metroid and donkey kong country 2 are going to be out april 14. so like i said i mean it's uh, it's a great piece of news but what I didn't like about this was the fact that Nintendo are selling these games for um, $7.99 and they're not offering any kind of discount for players who already own these games on the Wii U, which like really sucks. Um, I really want to play some of these games on my 3DS, but I don't think I'm willing to pay um, $8 again to, to, to play Super Mario World on 3DS. Um, so we'll see if Nintendo changes or adapts some new strategy to encourage um, older players to, to purchase these games on 3DS. Um, another great piece of news is that Rhythm Heaven Mega Mix is coming out to the West. Um, Rhythm Heaven is, I mean, like the title suggests, it's a rhythm game for, for the 3DS. The game features over 100 ry rhythm games and... From those 100, there are 30 new ones, and there's going to be some coming from the Game Boy Advanced version, which was never released in the West. Um, these these games are, I mean, it seems very similar to WarioWare, but it has this rhythm element um, added on. Um, I, I played Rhythm Heaven on the Nintendo DS, and it's it's a great it's a great game, and and I'm really excited for them to release this. Um, I don't think they believe. I, I don't believe they announced a release date, though. So um, I'll be keeping an eye out on that. Um, and finally, well, not finally, but um, the last piece of good news that that came out of the this direct was a new Kirby game. Um, it's called Planet Robobot. It's similar to past. Kirby platformers, so Kirby is going to be able to suck in enemies and steal their powers. But this time, um, Kirby can also control these, or I mean, he can like ride these huge uh, robotic suits um, called Robobot armor. And um, th this adds new gameplay elements, which um, I think Kirby games like need because they've been getting pretty stale lately. Um, so yeah, and that's another game that, that doesn't really have a release date either. Um, now, on to um, the bad piece of news I was I mentioned at the very beginning. Um, so, I think like most people who are Nintendo fans are aware that 
well, not even Nintendo fans. I think fans of games um, have realized there haven't there hasn't been a new Metroid game in a very long time, and um, Nintendo has been showing this new game called Metroid Prime Federation Force for quite some time, but it's just not the Metroid game people want. Um, so in this direct, we found out that Metroid Prime Federation Force started out as a DSi game, and it was um, with collaboration with Next Level Games, who have done Super Mario Strikers, Punch-Out, and Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon. Um, so apparently this game expands on the Metroid Prime lore by exploring the role of the Galactic Federation Force and its fight against the Space Pirates. And, I mean, that's all good and dandy, but, like, like I, I don't want to sound like an entitled uh, fan or anything, but I really don't think that's the Metroid game people want. Um, most of us want to play as Samus. Um, most of us want a Metroid game that doesn't feature a lame story like Other M did. Um, story elements aren't a major component of Metroid games. Um, the Metroid Prime franchise was amazing, and it's it's still like Metroid Prime One is one of the greatest games ever made, in my opinion. And those games featured the narrative and the story, but it was very subtle, and um, you could ignore it if you wanted. But if you wanted to delve deeper into the lore of the game, you could scan computers or relics you came across, and those told you more of the story of the game. Um, Super Metroid, back on the SNES, was amazing, and that barely featured any story at all. Um, the, the story elements were subtle, were even more subtle than, than the Metroid Prime uh, story elements. So, I mean, I'm not sure what's with Nintendo and obsessing over... Um, over adding adding these unnecessary story elements to to these Metroid games, um, it, other M wasn't that bad of a game gameplay wise, but it turned Samus from this powerful female character into this weaker character for for no reason at all. I mean, um, like I just like that's that story that storyline was completely unnecessary. Um, we'll see what happens once this game comes out, but I hope Nintendo doesn't get turned off from the series completely if this game doesn't sell at all. So that was pretty much it for Nintendo Direct. Um, and that's pretty much it for this podcast. Um, next week, uh, Jakub will hopefully be back. If not, it'll be just me again. And, um, by then, the division will be out, and I should have some um, thoughts on that. Uh, I really enjoyed the beta, and hopefully that's a good sign, and hopefully the, the main game, um, I mean the full game, will be as good as like what I experienced in the beta. So until then, uh, I hope everyone has a good week, and um, see you guys all next week. Later. Later.